welcome to the Web Policy Talk podcast recorded live at the Impact and Policy Research Institute Impri New Delhi Namaste and good afternoon everyone. I am Ritika Gupta, Assistant Director at IMPRI, Impact and Policy Research Institute, Prabha Vivam Niti, Anusandhan Sansthan. Extend my heart. Yes, welcome to you all to IMPRI hashtag web policy talk. Today we are here for a panel discussion on rural realities in the union territory of Jammu Kashmir and Ladakh. practitioners experiences in tackling the second wave in indian villages this discussion is being organized by center for habitat urban and regional studies at ipri i would now like to request dr simi mehta who is ceo and editorial director at ipri to introduce our eminent speakers for the ma'am over to you thank you thank you ritika and a very good afternoon to everyone i hope you your loved ones and everyone around you are keeping safe and you are healthy so as the second wave of covid-19 reached across the country uh, since mid april to uh, to even at present and engulfs the rural spaces this time as compared to the second wave to the first wave uh, since the start of the month of may impri has been organizing state wise discussions to understand the practitioners perspectives on the rural realities and uh, to so far we have held discussions for all the states of uh, the country uh, including andhra pradesh telangana uh, tamil nadu kerala karnataka maharashtra gujarat rajasthan madhya pradesh chatisgarh haryana punjab uttar pradesh uttarakhand himachal pradesh bihar jharkhand west bengal assam meghalaya tripura manipur nagaland arunachal pradesh mizoram sikkim odisha and goa and we have also covered um, the rural realities for the for the union territory of puducherry and today we have gathered to to discuss the rural realities with the practitioners of jammu and kashmir and ladakh and uh, we have we are very fortunate that we have um, eminent practitioners uh, who will be you know, talking about their experiences in tackling the second wave and i am so fortunate to be introducing our eminent panelists for the day uh, we have uh, with us uh, our moderator for the session would be uh, mr tikender singh pawar he is the former deputy deputy mayor of shimla and visiting senior fellow at impri impact and policy research institute as panelists we have mr sajad kargili he is activist and political analyst of ladakh we have with us mr tunduk nurbu he is the counselor counselor of the 6th ladakh autonomous health uh, autonomous hill development council leh uh, we have with us dr pavitra kumar jena he is assistant professor in the school of economics at shri mata vaishno devi university katra we have with us mr bashir nadwi he is teacher at uh, atrau we have with us professor noor ahmed baba he is professor in the department of politics and governance from uh, central university of kashmir nawgaon shrinagar we have with us dr sajad padev he is uh, assistant professor at the government degree college at khan sahib budgaon and we have with us dr seher ikbal she is development expert uh, fellow at um, lady margaret hall and finally we have with us dr bhat ikbal majid sir he is assistant professor of sociology and social work at the central university of jammu 
And uh, we have with us our presentation team who would be uh, taking us through the numbers and um, a brief presentation. Um, and we have uh, Ms. Sakshi and Ms. Swati doing the presentation. So I would now invite uh, Mr. Tikinder Singh Pawar to take the session and proceedings forward. Sir, over to you. Thank you, Simi. And it's really uh, my privilege and I feel really, uh, uh, really proud to, uh, to moderate this session. Uh, this session that pertains to our practitioners, especially in Jammu and Kashmir. Can you hear us, Tikinder sir? Yes, sir, now, now we can hear you. But it's not audible, yeah. Yes, audible now, sir, yes. Okay, great. So, uh, I was mentioning that, uh, I won't go into the statistics, actually. We have all seen the, uh, uh, how this pandemic unfolded and actually, uh, how our, our governments actually lived. And uh, we've also seen how uh, this pandemic has brought in new challenges uh, as far as public health is concerned. And uh, we have lost many of our, not a single family uh, who has not been affected in the sense that either we have lost our friends, our relatives, or we have seen uh, uh, how this pandemic has actually struck. Uh, and bringing in many dimensions of uh, this pandemic. So, uh, and uh, uh, and not a single state, by the way, in the country, except a few uh, that were able to actually mitigate uh, mitigate this crisis. So yeah. So when we when we say that it's uh, it's the practitioner's experience, generally, uh, it's it uh, comes to our mind that the practitioners are only from the medical fraternity. Though we have a few. Uh, who have actually uh, devoted their complete, almost one and a half years complete without taking any leave uh, to this work and not uh, single. And we can, we can really understand the kind of trauma that has uh, actually affected them because they go back to their uh, homes, uh, isolate themselves. Uh, at times they get uh, uh, affected and we have also lost a good number of uh, our frontline workers. It's a serious, serious challenge. I mean, no state uh, has uh, been left behind. Uh, that's one part. The second part is actually what has been the role of the government. Uh, I think that is also we that is also something that we need to critically review. Uh, the kind of structures that we have built in uh, in meeting our public health challenges are they sufficient, or we have to go a little deeper into discussing those structures? Uh, then we have also seen. Uh, Though, I mean, this is something that we probably, we did not witness in uh, Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh, where, uh, you know, people died in front of the hospitals and those uh, ghastly scenes uh, where uh, 
they were not allowed admission in the hospitals uh, for want of oxygen, for want of drugs, uh, for want of beds, and uh, uh, thousands, thousands died. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we need to hear those stories from, from, from Jay and Ken Ladakh, how they were able to meet this challenge. Uh, I think at the same time, there's, uh, 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 there's something important that I need to mention. That is uh, the state that I come from, we inherit uh, some of uh, our similar, some of our similar uh, development uh, strategies and development trajectories uh, as far as post-independence is concerned. Actually, uh, it's, uh, it's very rarely known, and uh, probably Jan Ries was, the, uh, was uh, one of those foremost uh, uh, economists who pointed out that, look, JNK has a high development uh, index, and uh, the, the reason pertains to uh, uh, widespread land reforms that were brought in and, uh, in Jammu and Kashmir and Himachal Pradesh. Normally, we talk about land reforms in Kerala, in, in West Bengal, Tripura, and some of the other states, Tamil Nadu, but hardly we speak about those land reforms. So how are land reforms connected to you know, this high development index? Or uh, uh, can I just uh, go ahead and say that uh, you know, also into some public policy paradigm uh, or, you know, uh, a kind of uh, uh, different uh, public hygiene. Uh, uh, what we have witnessed in Jammu and Kashmir and what we've seen in, in Uttar Pradesh and in some of our uh, Hindi heartland states. So I think that is also one of the areas that we need to discuss about and we need to really uh, understand I mean, how, how has that uh, that had though that that was uh, one of the concerns laid by uh, many of our central leaders that uh, that's that's a serious challenge. But I think that's one of the great advantages that we find in JNK. And, uh, so of course, uh, I'm sure because we have uh, 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 wonderful panelists, uh, we have people from public policy, uh, we have uh, practitioners, the, uh, doctors. Uh, then we also have uh, political representatives. I think very important. Uh, I'm really thankful for them uh, joining here from Cargill, from, from Hey, We wanted to have uh, somebody from the bureaucracy also, but you know how these days uh, to get people from the bureaucracy is uh, like a really uh, difficult task. Uh, nevertheless, uh, I think it's a very good panel. So uh, just, uh, I think one, caution that I want to make because we have more than uh, eight people who will be speaking and going by our time limit, I would suggest we should not extend more than seven to eight minutes so that we have some Q&As later because I'm sure uh, many of uh, our friends and uh, others are watching us on Facebook live and also uh, on, on this uh, platform. So uh, they will be very keenly actually uh, 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 Watching and and they were very keen to ask questions about uh, once our presentations done. And the last caveat that I want to make uh, that is actually we have uh, we tried a little best, but we wanted to make it uh, a gender balanced panel. So that's a caveat here. I mean, unfortunately, we couldn't do that. Uh, and uh, we only have one woman panelist, and of course, we have a good team here from Sindhi Sakshi. Uh, but yeah, I think that the caveat, and probably we'll try to improve it. Future, because uh, I think that's that's a reality that I must admit right at the beginning. So over to you, uh, Swati. I think we can go ahead with the statistics. 
And then Arjun, I mean, who should be the first speaker? Just let me know. Yes. Uh, so our team has prepared uh, a short presentation. Sakshi, are you ready? Yes, sir. Swati, are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Swati, your Zoom is also working. Try Zoom. No problem. <clears throat> okay, go on. Be loud. Namaskar. Yeah. Namaskar, Swanit, Yune. I am Swati Sulanki, researcher at IMPRI, Impact and Policy Research Institute. The Evagiti Anusandhan Sanstan, Delhi. I am currently pursuing my graduation in economics from Sri Ram College of Commerce. So today, we all have gathered here for a panel discussion on rural reality, practitioners' experiences in tackling the second wave in Indian villages, the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. Jammu and Kashmir is located on the northwestern part of the Indian subcontinent centered on the plains around Jammu to the south and Dale of Kashmir to the north. The Union Territory is part of the larger region of Kashmir, which has been the subject of disputes between India, Pakistan and China since the partition. The legislation passed in August 2019 set the stage for changing status of Jammu and Kashmir from statehood to Union Territory and setting up a part of it known as the Ladakh region, into a separate Union territory. The change went into effect on October 31, 2019. Jammu and Kashmir, formerly one of the largest princely states of India, is bounded to the east by Indian Union territory of Ladakh, to the south by Indian states of Himachal Pradesh and Punjab, to the southwest by Pakistan, and to the northwest by the Pakistani-administered portion of Kashmir. The administrative capitals are Srinagar in summer and Jammu in winter. The area of the Union Territory is 101,000 square kilometers with a population of about 12 lakh according to 2011 census. Jammu and Kashmir has 20 districts, namely Anadnag, Bandipur, Baramulla, Badgam, Doda, Gandharbal, Jammu, Katua, Kishwar, Kulgam, Kupwara, Poonch, Pulwama, Rajori, Damban, Reti, Samba, Chopin, Srinagar, and Udhampur. The cultural, ethnic, and linguistic composition of Jammu and Kashmir varies across the region. About two-thirds of the population adheres to Islam. Hindus constitute most of the remaining third. There also, also are small minorities of Sikhs and Buddhists. The Union Territory's official languages are Urdu, English, Kashmiri, Dogri, and Hindi. Large orchards in the Vale of Kashmir produce apples, pears, walnuts, almonds, and cherries, which are among the Union Territory's major exports. In addition, the Vale is the sole producer of saffron in the Indian subcontinent. Many industries have developed from rural health, rural crafts, including handloom weaving of lucas silk, cotton, and wool. In addition to historical and religious sites, visitor destinations include the Snow Sports Center at Gulmarg and many lakes and rivers. The Dark is administratively divided between Pakistan as part of Indian Pakistan in the northwest and India in the southeast. In addition, China administers portion of Northeast Ladakh. The Ladakh consists of Kargil and Ling, two districts. It covers about 117,000 square kilometers and contains the Ladakh Range and the Upper Indus River Valley. Ladakh is one of the highest regions of the world. Its natural features consist mainly of high plains and deep valleys. The high plain predominates in the east, diminishing gradually towards the west. Shepherds sent flock in the upland valleys that are too high for cultivation. Play, the most accessible town of Ladakh is an important trade center located 260 kilometers east of Shinar. The climate of Ladakh is cold and dry. Vegetation is confined to valleys and sheltered spots. The principal produce products are wheat, 
barley, millet, and others. These include and other textiles are the primary manufacturers. Coming to the socio-economic indicators, about 73% of the total population resides in rural areas. The tax ratio for the Union Territory is 883, and the literacy rate is 67. The progress made in terms of sustainable development goals, the Union Territory is ranked 19, and 26 in terms of per capita income. The first and the second wave of the COVID-19 has hit India very badly, and the Union Territories of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh has been no exception. As of April 2020, during the first wave, Jammu and Kashmir saw a fatality rate of about 1.23%. In terms of the district-wide distribution of the total cases, as of July 2020, districts like Srinagar, Baramulla, Kulgam added to the... According to officials, Jammu and Kashmir has witnessed an increase in coronavirus positive cases at a pace of more than 8.12% this year. The situation is challenging if we compare it with last year's April figures. Seeing the rising number of cases, various states and union territories have imposed lockdowns in phased manners, and then they unlock phases. In terms of uh, the total tally of cases in Ladakh, Ladakh is among the top 15 uh, states and union territories with cases per million higher than the national average. In terms of the second uh, wave of COVID-19, as of 31st May 2021, Jammu and Kashmir confirmed about 2.9 lakh total COVID cases with total deaths of about 3,900. And for the Union Territory of Ladakh, total cases confirmed stand at 18,000 and total deaths at about 188. Several states and Union Territories have extended lockdowns to reduce the spread of COVID amid, amid a deadly second wave. Some announced a few relaxations. Jammu and Kashmir has exempted business establishments with certain restrictions, and the lockdown in Ladakh, this Union Territory, has been extended to June 7. In terms of vaccination drives, about 1.8 lakh people have been administered the both the doses in Jammu and Kashmir, and for Ladakh, about 1.5 lakh people have been given the vaccine. In terms of vaccine base Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh both uh, have higher rates. There has also been emerging issues in terms of health infrastructure and vaccination. For the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir, DRDO has established COVID bed in hospitals and has also ramped up the oxygen supply. The state has inoculated more than 57% of its 45 plus population, which is far more than the national average of about 44%. However, a high 10% uh, vaccination rate has also been reported for the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir. For the Ladakh Union Territory, there is also a shortage of pediatricians and anesthetists. The Indian Territory has fully vaccinated, highest proportion of 11% of its population, and 25% have received their first dose. However, poor internet connectivity is hampering the COVID-19 vaccination drive. Now, on this note, we now look forward to our panelists in hearing their views and experiences in tackling the COVID-19 day, moving towards a healthy and prosperous Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh. Thank you. Yes, so Tikinder sir, over to you. Please unmute, yeah. Tikinder sir, please unmute. Uh, Arjun. Yes. yes. So who do you want me to, uh, uh, I mean, ask, I mean, who should, who should be the first speaker? Uh, I think Dr. Sarah Ekpal, ma'am, 
connection is really good. We should start with her. Who? Dr. Seher Iqbal. Okay, Dr. Seher Iqbal. Yes. Ma'am is joining us from Srinagar. Ma'am, can you hear us? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. So, no, uh, you cannot hear her. Yeah. And Ma'am, can, can you speak something? Yeah, can you hear me now? Yes, we can yeah. hear you. Yes. Just hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Uh, uh, will Simi introduce uh, Dr. Seher? Yes. Simi has already done at the start, Simi. Would you like okay. to do it? Yes, yes, yes. Dr. Seher is a development Wait, 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 yeah. So we've, we've seen the statistics, and before I ask Simi to introduce Dr. Seher to call uh, as the first speaker, I think there's one uh, more important dimension to the, this pandemic that we are actually uh, witnessing in JNK and Ladakh. And that is that, you know, the, the Disaster Management Act all flows from the PM to the CM and to the DM. There is no CM actually in JNK. And of course, in Ladakh, we have uh, the council. I mean, we've seen, uh, but, you know, and since I've several times interacted uh, with, the, with the Ladakhis, and of course, we have a council in Kargil, but how disempowered that council is, I mean, so I think all that also needs to be kept in mind. It's been a long uh, uh, period since we have uh, uh, the elected governance in JNK. So, actually, I mean, all I mean, how are we actually viewing it? I mean, is it compounding? Is it helping? Whatever. I think all that also needs to be kept in mind. So, Simi, over to you. I think it's uh, good that you could invite Dr. Singh. I just just to interrupt here. I think uh, you know uh, what uh, uh, Mr. Tikender said. Um, I would really like Dr. Sajad Pader to come in into the political uh, dispensation and how that is affecting uh, relief measures because he's the expert on that. So if uh, he can go first, I can uh, go after that. Not to worry. I think, Simi, I think if Dr. Pader is there, then we can go, go ahead. Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, great, welcome great. Dr. Sajjad Pader. He is uh, assistant professor at the government degree college at Khan Sahib Badgam. Uh, so <coughs> over to you. Okay. Am, I, am I audible to all people? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, I'm actually living in Anantanag. I live in a village. But my posting is in another district, that's Padgam. But that too in a rural area, Kansai Padgam. So, if we look into JNK Union territory, uh, more than 70% population live in Roller area or roller areas. When we witnessed the first wave of COVID, coronavirus pandemic, so I think roller area was not majorly affected in Kashmir. I remember in my own village, we just had two cases in the first wave. But the second wave is significantly impacting the ruler population in terms of the number of cases and in terms of there is some noise from other no problem please please go ahead doctor okay i'm thinking that the second wave has affected ruler kashmir in a major way both in terms of number of cases and in terms of other aspects of life in my own village as a told you that in the first wave, there were only two reported cases. But in the present case, second wave, more than 100 cases have been reported and the number continues. So 
if we look into present scenario in jnk there some there were some 3 lakh people who got affected some 4000 people who died due to this virus and there still around 35000 people who are recovering either at home or from different hospitals in the state sorry union territory so coming to the state of affairs and the government response the reason sir madam said that i should come first so naturally it is very desirable that you have a democratic setup in police because those people the politicians i personally believe are more close to the people and they have a broad network of people who are connected with them so naturally it would have made a difference but i don't also i don't think that the present government or set up bureaucratic setup has not failed that i must confess so if we apply scale i mean what was the government response if we say very good good uh, average or poor my personal opinion is that the response from the government is good this is my personal opinion now how do i kind of infer this the response is good from the government there is some indicators for that number one is testing in rural areas even in my own village uh, testing facilities are available people are being encouraged to go for testing and if they test positive then the a team of health experts visits the home they kind of give proper guidelines to people how they should maintain self quarantine uh, both rapid antigen tests and uh, rt pcr are available in our village and i know from neighboring villages as well so now if we come to the vaccination process we had a asha worker in our village so when the vaccination process started a month back for 45 plus 45 plus age group so the asha worker kind of she went home to home pleading people please come for vaccination please come for vaccination and there was still lot of hesitancy from people that whether we should go for vaccination uh, but the point is that vaccine vaccines were available and uh, why people are reluctant people in rural areas are reluctant both for tests and for vaccination reason is that where rural population is susceptible to rumors and there are so many conspiracy theories making around us about tests and vaccines so unfortunately the rural population has fallen prey to those rumors and the asha worker as told she went home to home requesting people please go for vaccines and we know from other states people are asking for vaccines but in jnk vaccines have been made free of cost available to the people but still there is some hesitancy <clears throat> now the bigger challenge for the government is how to confront these <clears throat> kind of uh, rumors uh, conspiracy theories uh, and for that i think government alone cannot do enough unless people also uh, people of some influence like clergy men like civil society like ngos Uh, as sahar madam is also 
uh, working in the NGO sector, they have a major role to play, both in terms of socializing people about the uh, virus and in other aspects as well. <clears throat> uh, the uh, moderator in the very beginning said that not only health experts, uh, health, uh, I mean, the people from the health department, of course, they are the frontline uh, staff who are dealing with this. But everyone is contributing in one way or the other. For example, I, in my college, I'm NSS officer. So we have some thousand NSS volunteers who are connected with NSS officer of Kashmir University. And the NSS officer in turn is connected with Minister of Youth Affairs. So this, there is a network of NSS volunteers, means students from colleges all across the country. So they are also playing their part in terms of uh, making people aware about the pandemic in terms of confronting the rumors. I have one of many of my students who even uh, announced in the mosques and <clears throat> urged people to go for vaccination testing. So they are also playing their role in whatever way possible. Now, if we come to the impact on economic life of rural Kashmir, I think as the and the moderator said in the beginning that Kashmir's ruler population is somewhat different. I mean, we are more or less an egalitarian society, largely because of the land farmers that were implemented in the early 1950s. So there is no major crisis about food, etc. And food is available also in the stores as well. I went to the store previous day. So I saw there that food is available. There. But there is a minor impact in terms of migrant in terms of migrant workforce who use it to come from Bihar mostly to Kashmir and they use it to help us in their agricultural activities. But right now there is hardly any presence of migrant workers visible. So that in way might minorly affect the agricultural activities. So apart from that. I don't, I think one important factor is that there is 10% vaccine wastage, that should not happen. And the second factor, as he told me, that we have to confront these uh, conspiracy theory. And thirdly, I would end up with this factor that in spite of the fact that we have a bureaucratic setup and government, but uh, uh, if this government also makes efforts to reach out uh, to the politicians, and politicians have a huge cadre base at their disposal. So that can uh, get, that can help in a big way in kind of effectively dealing with the pandemic. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you, Dr. Sajjad. I think that was a very interesting presentation. I don't want to repeat some of the important points, but I think this whole notion of uh, conspiracy theory will just go uh, into later detail. But maybe uh, I'll just park this question for you later, Dr. Sajjad, because we have been hearing news at least two years of uh, pandemic and even before that, because uh, right uh, when the abrogation of 370 took place, uh, we are a witness to massive, massive uh, kind of loss to the Apple economy. I mean, you know, uh, your Apple economy is far larger than ours. I'm mean, from Himachal. Himachal is, I think, 5,000 CR. I don't know how much is Kashmir. So I'm told, you know, those were the issues. I mean, so maybe later I just pocket you. I mean, how how do you think? Okay. 
So I think then uh, from here we go to our next speaker, and I would like to jump to Lay straight away. Uh, uh, Tundup Sab, are you there? Murguji, who is the, the elected councillor? And uh, Simi, would you like to introduce uh, uh, Tundup Sab? Or yes, should yes. I just ask him to speak straight away? Yeah, I can uh, I can invite uh, Mr. Tunu. Please, he is the councillor. He's the councillor of the Sixth Ladakh Autonomous Hill Development Council. He is joining us from Leh. Sir, over to you. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Tundu Mirbu. And first of all, thank you very much for involving, including me in this panel discussion. Uh, so uh, I was not able to go through all the meetings just because of some network problem. I was disconnected for a while. Hello? Hello? Please continue. Am I audible yes, to yes, everyone? Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you are audible. Please go ahead. Hello. Oh, gee. Uh, so, sir, uh, jab, uh, 2020 the pandemic came in 2020, the urban area was affected by the So uh, at that time, I was uh, having a solo trip from Bhutan and West Bengal and all of other states of the country. So when I came in, the COVID situation scenario was different from other states. Because there was proper awareness and information so everything was exaggerated. So people overreacted. So the first problem was not COVID, sir. The first problem was sense of risk. If you COVID, society will kill you, will So problem. And So rural areas yeah, information is COVID-related, but uh, awareness, proper awareness is not. Uh, misinformation is a lot. People are scared that if we go to test, then 100% positive will come out. positive will come out, then what will people say? If there are symptoms, then people are not telling. Uh, warm water will be fine. And uh, all those like misinformation they have. So there is lack of trust on government from the public side, sir. Because हाली में जब अभी यहां वैक्सीनेशन हो रहे हैं तो डेथ भी काफी सारे हुए थे पिछले इसी 10 15 दिन में शायद शायद हाईएस्ट डेथ रेट जो है हमने विटनेस किया था तो इनमें से कुछ लोग ऐसे भी थे जिन्होंने वैक्सीन का दोनों डोज उन्हें मिल चुका था सर तो अब लोगों में ये एक बड़ा छोटा सा कम्युनिटी है तो एक एक एकदम से जो भी यहां पे न्यूज़ हो वो स्प्रेड हो जाता है और वी नो द गेम ऑफ चाइनीज now people are scared like vaccine do So government ki taraf se hame trust jo hai rural areas mein government pe jo trust hai medical fraternity pe jo trust hai usko develop karna bahut zaruri hai sir kyunki yahan pe information hai covid kya hai bolke lekin uske related proper awareness nahi hai aur log zyada tar jo who se hame information milta hai usse zyada log rumors pe bharosa karte hain rumors pe kyun bharosa karte hain sir kyunki jo information guidelines hum dekhte hain usse hum haqeeqat mein witness kar nahi pa rahe kuch abhi yahan pe lockdown laga hua hai sir to le mein dekhiye to economical economic hamara jo hai teen sectors jo hai kafi important hai sir ek hai agriculture jo hamara top par hai dusra hai sir army aur teesra hai sir tourism abhi 
यहाँ पे वेजिटेबल सेपलिंग्स हो या मतलब एग्रीकल्चर का बिगिनिंग ही हुआ है तो ऐसे लॉकडाउन में लोगों को प्रॉपर चीजें नहीं मिल रहा है तो गांव वाले कंफ्यूज हो चुके हैं कि क्या करें क्या नहीं करें यहाँ लोग कोविड से ज्यादा इस बात की चिंतित है कि हम कमाए कैसे सो ऐसा गवर्नमेंट ऐसा पॉलिटिशियन ऐसा पब्लिक रिप्रेजेंटेटिव जो मैंने यहाँ डिस्कवर किया लोगों को यहाँ कोविड से ज्यादा हम कैसे कमाए उसके बारे में ज्यादा चिंतित है और यहाँ लॉकडाउन जो हो रहा है एक्चुअली जब पहले लॉकडाउन हुआ था तो गवर्नमेंट ने ये लोगों को बताया था कि लॉकडाउन में हम कोविड के लिए प्रिपेरेंस करेंगे चाहे हम कोविड केयर सेंटर डेवलप करने के लिए हो या ऑक्सीजन प्लान और सेटअप करने के लिए हो तो हाल ही में जो लॉकडाउन हुआ है उसमें ऐसा कुछ मेजर स्टेप्स हमें देखने को नहीं मिल रहा है मैं अभी इस माध्यम से एक चीज सजेस्ट करना चाहता हूँ कि जब जितने भी सारे अभी रूरल एरिया से ले में वहाँ मेडिकल इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर की हालत जो है उतनी अच्छी नहीं है जितना होना चाहिए तो ऐसा सोल्यूशन हम क्या कर सकते हैं जैसे मैंने दिसंबर में अपने कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन में किया था कि एक कोविड आइसोलेशन वार्ड बनाया था और अभी हाल ही में वहाँ पे हंड्रेड्स बेड कैपेसिटी है तो कुछ दिन पहले वहाँ हंड्रेड्स लोग क्वारंटीन कर रहे थे अभी शायद ट्वेंटी टू या ट्वेंटी थ्री ऐसे पेशेंट बैठे हुए हैं अगर हम हर गांव में अभी कोविड आइसोलेशन सेंटर करें तो शायद ये केस जो है कम होने की संभावना बहुत है क्योंकि होम आइसोलेशन जो है रूरल एरियाज में कम्प्लीटली प्रैक्टिकल नहीं है सर बिकॉज यहाँ ऐसा है नहीं कि हर एक लोगों के लिए अलग रूम अलग बाथरूम अलग टॉयलेट हो सब एक कॉमन टॉयलेट शेयर करते हैं सब एक कॉमन बाथरूम शेयर करते हैं सो होम आइसोलेशन का कॉन्सेप्ट जो है यहाँ रूरल ले एरियाज में प्रैक्टिकल नहीं है तो आपके माध्यम से ये सजेस्ट करना चाहता हूँ क्योंकि अभी एज वी आर इन ऑपोजिशन और यहाँ पे एक ऐसा पार्लियामेंटरी सेटअप है नहीं जहाँ हम डिबेट करें डिस्कशन करें इन चीजों में तो आपके माध्यम से ये कहना चाहता हूँ कि हर एक गांव में हिंदुस्तान में भी शायद ये एप्लीकेबल हो हर गांव में एक कोविड आइसोलेशन वार्ड अगर हम करें तो इस केस को हम अच्छे से टैकल कर सकते हैं और रूरल एरियाज में प्रॉपर अवेयरनेस और करेक्ट इंफॉर्मेशन पहुंचना बहुत जरूरी है सर ये इन दो तीन चीजों पे अगर हम गौर करें तो शायद अभी जो सेकेंड वेव में जितने इम्पैक्ट हुए हैं शायद थर्ड वेव में ऐसा ना हो जैसे कंडीशन अभी थाईलैंड का हुआ है वैसा हमारे इंडिया में ना हो लेह में ना हो कारगिल में ना हो लद्दाख में ना हो तो इसीलिए इन तीन चीजों पे फोकस करे तो आई गेस आई थिंक कि हम कोविड को अच्छे से टेकल कर पाएंगे so i don't have to say much thank you very much for giving this opportunity to uh, put my words in front of many dignitaries thank you very much sir thank you so look aur meri aapse request ye rahegi ki aap thoda bane rahe aur unko bhi sunein aur kyunki kuch questions aayenge aapke liye bhi baad mein to jitna aap koshish ji ji sir bahut dhanyawad aapka aur mujhe lagta hai ek jo bahut mahatvapurna sawal jo thok mein tha kyunki elected representative hain shayad wo bhi ek bahut important pehlu hai wo hai livelihood का कितना प्रभावित हुआ है और उसमें आ, कोई कॉम्पनसेशन गवर्नमेंट से है या मतलब यू नो जैसा हम देख रहे हैं बड़े मुल्कों में कि कुछ पैसा दिया जा रहा है यहाँ थोड़ा ये हम सब पूछना चाहेंगे कुछ ऐसा सरकार कर रही है कि नहीं कर रही है ये थोड़ा बाद के लिए आपसे सवाल रखेंगे हम लोग ये बड़ा पहलू है और हम जानते हैं कि बहुत लोग इसमें प्रभावित और जुड़े हुए हैं 
So th thank you. And with this, I think we go to our next speaker, Simi. And uh, I would request, uh, because uh, Dr. Seher Iqbal, uh, because she, she's already uh, watched, listened to two of our speakers, one from uh, Valley, another from Ladakh. Uh, so I think, uh, Simi, would you be kind enough to introduce uh, yes, yes. Ma'am Yes, Dr. Seher Iqbal um, is a development expert and fellow at Lady Margaret Hall. And uh, ma'am, welcome. Uh, uh, thank you, Sumi. So just uh, to introduce myself a little bit more, I am that elusive kind of hybrid animal, uh, a researcher activist. Um, so basically, um, I also run an NGO that works in rural Kashmir, particularly districts of Pulwama, Shopian, and Anantnag. And um, um, earlier, uh, we had Mr. Pamar talking about um, Professor John Drez and his uh, remarks and observations on the Kashmir economy. So he was my PhD supervisor. And he basically, the interview that uh, he had given to the Hindu was basically quoting uh, statistics from my PhD research. Oh, great. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> that's coming out, uh, shameless self-plug, that is coming out in two months. Uh, distributed internationally by Columbia University Press. So I just wanted to connect to all the people who've speak, spoken before me. Uh, we had a really great presentation from Swati where she talked about uh, how COVID has affected Jammu and Kashmir on a macro level. And uh, Mr. Power raised the, rightly the question of, uh, you know, uh, why some of these figures show up. So I think none of these figures are incidental. Uh, we have to look at, like Sajad uh, mentioned, uh, the levels of inequality in Jammu and Kashmir are probably the lowest in the country. We have a Gini coefficient of uh, 0.24, which is much lower than the rest of the country. And uh, basically that shows that as an economy, we have had compared to other states, um, especially uh, Punjab and uh, you know, uh, other states around there, high levels of public spending that have been consistent. Uh, also uh, less indebtedness in households, uh, higher life expectancy. Uh, our women live five years longer than uh, the average Indian woman. And that is because of uh, public policies like a reservation of 50% of all medical seats for women across disciplines that we did in the 1980s. So we have been a very kind of, uh, you know, public policy driven state, not uh, a state that's, uh, you know, uh, based on the capitalist system or looking to fund the private sector. So we've had a, a heavily funded public sector um, till we were a state. Um, and, you know, here it needs to be pointed out that in 2019, when we were basically demoted to a union territory, we had a lot of positive legislation uh, and, uh, and bodies that were dealing with the rights of uh, women, with the rights of uh, abandoned children, with the rights of um, farmers and tribes actually dissolved by the central government. Um, they don't exist anymore. Um, and what we have witnessed since then is a centralization of power. Now, all this was kind of putting on my uh, economist hat, but if we now go to the activist side, 
Um, I do agree with Sajad that in areas where there have been proactive counselors in rural areas, uh, you know, uh, proactive functionaries, uh, government functionaries, there has been a lot of good work done. Uh, especially, uh, you know, ASHA workers, especially NMs, you know, they have performed superbly. Um, but we have to see uh, that any government, like you said, uh, if it's not democratically uh, elected, there is no two-way flow of information and resources. So what is happening because of that is we are seeing situations where um, the deputy commissioner of Srinagar basically said, uh, you know, all oxygen uh, refills or all oxygen cylinders uh, that were till then being distributed very well, I might add, by organizations like us, like Athrot, like SRO, like many others. Um, he basically said, now everything has to route through me and my office. And in India, we know uh, the levels of um, public fun functionaries, uh, you know, the understaffing, uh, we, we know that uh, the long queues, we know the bureaucracy, we know the red tape. So to replace a, a broad-based uh, system on the grassroots with a centralized system that works less, uh, you know, well, uh, that works much worse in my opinion, um, is something that we have not seen in any other state in India. And, and uh, let's see uh, why, the why, why that happened. That happened because the government is trying to centralize all delivery Others, uh, uh, on the other side, there's no accountability. Rather, the government is not responsible to the people. After this, uh, there are not going to be any elections, uh, you know, for the next three to four years. And we have to keep that in mind. Now, what that has meant is a lot of NGOs like us have to, ha have to work around the rules. So instead of setting up, uh, we had to shift our oxygen delivery uh, whole uh, system from Srinagar to Pulwama. And I think, uh, you know, working around that also helped. Um, but if we look at uh, simply things from a unitary point of view, like, oh, we set up uh, the RDO set up a hospital here, and that's really great news because it has oxygen supply. Over time, we need to see any system, the health system, the disaster response system, as an interconnected system. We have to look at intersectionality. So even where they have been a government center set up for COVID. There have not been enough doctors, certainly not been enough nurses, not enough ambulances. Uh, so we've seen the case of Fiji Bihara, where the accident trauma center was turned into uh, a woman and child uh, healthcare center for uh, pregnant women with COVID. But over time, what happened is the government had given them no oxygen supply. So just before Eid, they had three days where they had ordered oxygen cylinders from Conmo, but they had absolutely no delivery. So organizations had to step in and supply a government hospital. So I think all these things really need to be taken into account. Another thing is we really need to look uh, at in the NGO sector, in civil society and in the government, the bureaucracy at sustainable solutions. So far, all of us are scrambling. Uh, I, I'll talk about the, the NGOs as well. All of us are scrambling for stopgap measures. 
you know, an oxygen uh, concentrator is a stopgap measure in rural uh, Kashmir. It might be a solution in uh, urban Kashmir where you have better power supply, where you have people with generators, where people can afford those facilities. But in rural Kashmir, where there are six hour power cuts, it is not a solution. So we have to, over time, look at developing the infrastructure. And I think for that, the government needs to move out of centralization mode into uh, a broad-based uh, cooperative consultative uh, system of disaster planning, which is not happening so far. Secondly, we also um, uh, need to look at how, um, if, if we take the intersectional view, how certain sections have been affected much worse than other sections. So I cannot like use my uh, experience as a person of considerable privilege uh, who has a job uh, that pays regularly, who has uh, you know, um, better power supply, better clean water, a space to isolate. And I think Tundup actually raised a really good point about uh, isolation uh, facilities in, in villages. We have to look at how they've affected, uh, let's say widow-headed households. So what we are seeing, and Athrot has done a lot of work in that, we are also doing a lot of work. Widow-headed households in uh, Jammu and Kashmir, uh, if you look at any estimate, they, they, uh, the count goes from 15,000 to 45,000. And what has happened is they are very dependent on the zakat system, which is where patrons, particularly located in urban and peri-urban areas, put money into the bank accounts of these women. So apart from the PDS-enabled uh, food that they get, the rest of the expenses can be taken up by that. Another form of that is the Betul Mal system that you have. Uh, so e everywhere there are mohalla committees or mosque committees that have uh, money for social welfare that they spend on uh, distressed families. And this again is something that I've written about. So we have alternate systems of uh, welfare delivery. But what happened is in this case, COVID affected the cities very badly. So what you had was the patrons getting sick, the patrons in hospital, the patrons dying. A lot of uh, Mohalla committee members got uh, very early on uh, infected with COVID, uh, a lot of Bethlemal members. So that whole delivery system itself was affected. And this is something that uh, you know the government really doesn't account for. But to the civil society, we know that this is a system for reach out anywhere. So we need to strengthen these systems and we need to uh, you know, address, uh, and civil society has addressed to a large degree through uh, monthly food rations, uh, a, a lot of these widow-headed households. But I think over time, we need to make them sustainable with their own income. So in our, in our organization, we've started, uh, we've, we've worked on sustainable livelihoods for five years, um, but, and we've worked largely in, in Jammu and Kashmir for 10 years. Um, but we think that you know what tends to get funding, right? Even today, if I, as an NGO person, go out, um, reaching out to any civil society network in India and say we need funds, I will get funds for concentrators first, and not for a sustainable livelihood um, means. So I think we need to develop um, intersectionality and cooperation around uh, the civil society, the NGOs. Uh, the, the funding uh, mechanism, the research, the publication, all of that. I'll stop here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, 
very uh, nice to hear you, and especially uh, those who are not from Kashmir, uh, maybe they cannot, uh, they cannot understand the agonizing pain of uh, being in continuity, perpetual continuity uh, of uh, the absence of democratic governance. And uh, uh, I can only wish, I mean, that your wish doesn't come true, that for another three or four years, there are not going to be elections. So I can only wish that your wish doesn't come true. Uh, yeah, but uh, I think uh, what you have also pointed out is something very important, and that is, and quite an antithesis that we are witnessing in Kashmir, you know, if we have to understand the mitigation strategies under the disaster risk reduction, then I think democratic decentralization, again, re reiterate, it's, it's not just decentralization, but democratic decentralization is the key, and this is what we are finding completely absent from the kind of strategies that we're witnessing across, but of course, in Jammu and Kashmir. There's another connection that I have uh, with uh, Kashmir and, you know, every, because we have lots of people who come from Kashmir to Simla and we have that bond, I mean, strong bonds, relationships. Every Eid I've been celebrating in Kashmir since last 10 years, except when Burhanwani uh, thing happened. And of course, since 2019, when we had the abrogation of 370. Since then, it's been very difficult, but yeah. So, so I can actually correlate, you know, the kind of, uh, uh, of society and the kind of uh, uh, bonds that we, we mountain communities have. And uh, uh, unfortunately, in fact, our participants must realize that these bonds are getting, they are definitely getting shaken with the kind of centralization. That Thank you, Dr. Seher. So I think now we should jump to Kargil and then we'll come to Jammu, Simi. So we have uh, uh, another important panelist. Uh, 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 Kargili Saab, are you there? Why can't I, can't I see you? Simi? Uh, yes, can you hear me? Mr. Sajad Kargili, are you there? Um, we, or shall we take him? Mr. Kargili, are you there? Or else then we go to Jammu. Huh? Uh, we have uh, Professor Pavitra Kumar Jena, no? Yes, yes. yes. So, uh, over to you. Sir is an assistant professor in the School of Economics at uh, Sri Mata Vaishno Devi University. He is joining us from Katra. Sir, yeah. over to you. Yeah. So, am I audible? Uh, Mr. Tikandar Singh, am I audible? Audible, yeah, audible, audible. Please, you are audible. So, so since I got, uh, like, I hope I got six to eight minutes. So I will like concentrate my talk on two parts. One is like when you have you have get very very relevant topics that is rural realities. Since I am not a practitioner, but since I am reading newspapers, watching television, and when I am going outside the university. I just judge and just watch the local people. From that experience, I can share something and I can talk and we can have discourse after that. So my first part will be like socio-economic reality check checks, then economic reality check. Because as economics, I should talk actually what is happening from the economic front and, and also I understand a little bit of socio-economic conditions in that in the rural rural areas, so if we we'll talk about the rural areas of J and K, since 
if you go to the polit political economy of COVID-19, since the government is not here, so uh, like the, this government machinery is not that proactive. So here, what is required? So that civil society should, should come forward and they should create awareness among the people, then the people will understand what is that. So I totally endorse the view of like Mr. Nurbu, who what he was telling that even if that it become one stigma for the people in the rural areas, so if they even if they have like COVID and they are not going for uh, like uh, testings, and if they know there is some symptom is there, they are like drinking hot water and uh, they are doing some like uh, traditional medicine practice uh, practice and in the like in the like end part of uh, like they are going and uh, and uh, that is creating problem for them so i know some like ngos and as like asa workers they are working in the field but that is not enough and the second thing so actually we need to understand we need to keep the balance between life and livelihood that is actually more important so people like they should understand that like some people also migrated uh, from that other part like Delhi something like that so there is a two per, uh, like section people here there are some people they have permanent income and some people they don't have permanent income those who are like sustaining with the daily incomes now their daily income they don't have actually any income so so that creates social tension among uh, among the society so what happens so in this case those governments should come forward and government should like uh, like uh, even if government is giving some like rations but one special package should be given like uh, that kejriwal has, uh, has declared in the delhi so jnk government should give that and another issue i can uh, also discuss since it's a forum like i know since i'm here from jammu kashmir for 12 years there is also regional disparity between Jammu and Kashmir. So somehow there is more emphasis is given one part. And even if, if you go to the one part also, there is a regional disparity between that like Sinagar and the inter-area inter, inter of Sinagar. So that inequality also we should look into that. Like if you see the Jammu part and what is happening like nearby Jammu, like uh, village of Jammu and nearby like uh, diaspora, uh, uh, that uh, nearby the Jammu border, and if you go to the Bhadrava like uh, village, so that is a hell and evil difference. So that type of like awareness is not there in the if you go to the uh, Bhadrava village. So what I was checking that status, so that uh, that death rate in Jammu is like uh, in Jammu and Kashmir is more like fatality rate is more than the national average. So now I'll come to the economy part. So why it is like more, so according to me, it is more because like it's a like hilly region and the infrastructure, medical infrastructure is not that good. And the second is that uh, like in the government hospital, even if seats are there, some people they are actually not preferring because like you know that now there's a lot of like uh, debate is going on. Let's, that's what I should endorse and we should discuss here. Even in the medical science, like practitioner, they are also doing some mistake. Like they are running things and in trial error methods, like like giving they are giving overdose the steroid, so that's why people are dying. So even if doctor also doesn't know actually which medicine is working for like uh, this COVID cases, 
So for that reason also some people that uh, are uh, dying. So but that and also there are some private hospitals they are there they are charging the huge fee. So that paying that huge fee for the poor people is it absolutely not possible. So what happens? People are dragged to the like uh, government hospital, or some people are they are not going. So if you will see that that national average. I'm talking about Jammu and Kashmir. So till now there are two lakhs ninety thousand four hundred sixty-five total cases there, and out of that two lakhs fifty-one thousand four hundred sixty-two people are cured. And the total death till today is three three thousand nine hundred seven. So if we compare to the like like I'm from Odisha state. So now in Odisha till now there is a like near about eight lakhs cases is there. And even if the eight lakhs cases the death rate has not has not been reached in the three thousand. See about only two lakhs something cases and death rate has reached to four thousand. So that means like. So in the death cases, Jammu and Kashmir, that even in rural area, North Bengal, not in a comfortable position. So come like that now, are the civil society and and this like uh, government has to think in a very seriously. Something is going wrong, and uh, the people should think, come forward, and that rate should decrease. So that is uh, that is my uh, like uh, concern. But if you come to the another point of vaccinations. So that like Jammu Kashmir is is doing well because that in the vaccination case like uh, near about sixty percent per like people they have already vaccinated. So like twenty seven twenty seven thousand the like because in government of India is releasing that vaccination case uh, separately from Jammu and Kashmir and for Ladakh. So for Jammu and Kashmir till to the twenty seven lakhs fifty four thousand three hundred thirty seven. Like uh, vaccination has been done for first doses, and for first doses and second doses, it is five lakhs forty three thousand seventy four. So in in total, so thirty three lakhs four hundred forty one like you know, vaccination has been done. So like from I'm bit uh, like optimistic that in the vaccination path that Jammu and Kashmir is doing good, and which in the future will save that that uh, uh, like. Uh, That death rate will come down. I'm not telling that death rate is uh, like it. It is come. It came down from like 16% to 5%. But but what damage had occurred? That I'm just talking about. That something wrong happens. And if you talk about things, the the discussion is going on for Ladakh also. Ladakh also till now one lakh twenty two thousand two hundred forty seven like first dose vaccination has given. For the second dose, it was given thirty seven thousand two hundred ninety. And the total one lakh fifty nine thousand five hundred thirty seven that vaccination has been done. It is also fairly good. Out of like as you know that Ladakh population is near about one lakh ninety thousand, so it's up. It's like uh, is good. And also Jammu Jammu and Kashmir population is near around one lakh fifty two crores. So so here my concern is that when like we are doing. Like the reality check now, that only reads only way out is that vaccinations. So I was reading like some like research paper so that that we need to convince to the rural people even if urban people also some like thirty forty percent they don't understand. After vaccination, there is a chance. After just there is a difference. After vac vaccination or first dose, 
there is a probable possibility of like infection is equal to 0.03% after the first dose and after the second dose the probability of infection is 0.02% so please think about it. if somebody has taken so so that is not much gap between the first dose and second dose if somebody is taking first dose so out of like 1000 people only three people will they will if they will get affected and that when they will get affected and that is not severe cases so the vaccination is only way out through we can do the actual reality check and for the reality check we need to increase the awareness among the rural people and that increase that awareness on the rural people i told since the government is not there so that lot of people like ngo people yeah i think are we are we there simi have we missed or have i missed no 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 sir it's stuck okay great so are we done with uh, dr jena or sir let him come back we have sajad sir here uh okay so i think i should move to uh, sajad uh, kargili sahab huh? can you hear me yes yes sir can you yes, hear sir. me so so yes. yeah but i think yeah dr jena raised an important point uh, uh, about vaccination uh, we would also like to have a, a split of uh, jammu and kashmir i mean what is the percentage of uh, first dose and second dose vaccinations do we have that figure we we have that sir yeah, so we like yes we'll bring and in I, and i wish what dr jena is saying vaccination is the key definitely but i hope the government also uh, jena sir is back So, Dr. Jena, are you done or? Uh, please unmute. Prabhitra, sir, please unmute yourself. Yes, I'm yeah. audible now. Okay. There yes. Is some, there is some like uh, uh, internet uh, dis yeah, uh, yeah. interruptions over there. Yeah, so yeah. I think uh, now by, I have taken one two minute late. So uh, this is from uh, my side. So I'll be happy if uh, if you have some questions. So yes, we'll, we'll do the yeah, discuss after this uh, discussion. Thank you. Please stay back. I think that's an uh, interesting uh, presentation that uh, Dr. Jena has made, especially on vaccination. That I told when you were uh, not here, Dr. Jena asked me to have uh, to give us a split between Jammu and Kashmir. What is the percentage of uh, first dose and the second uh, doses of uh, vaccination? How how we vaccinate our people? so we'll come to it later but i wish what you're saying the government also agrees to that because soon i mean i don't know what is the situation uh, with, uh, from uh, in this group from 15 to 45 what you're saying is 45 plus so what is the situation because now actually the target is 15 to 45 so uh, are we getting those uh, you know slots because it's a, it's, a, it's a real mess let me tell you given some of the advanced states so i think that is also i wish somebody will cover that so i think we can now move to uh, kargili sahab uh, who joins us from kargil and uh, welcome uh, sajad uh, sahab uh, so i was there recently uh, in a conference uh, what a lovely place and um, uh, i have asked my town i mean similar to uh, i mean if 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 kargil agrees your entire uh, you know sewerage and uh, uh, sanitation stuff can be managed by shimla that that is what we have promised to kargil you know it's a, it's a, it's just like a ward uh, so, and the topography is quite similar to that of shimla uh, some yeah. of the wards yeah that we have in shimla so we are uh, we are quite um, uh, i mean hopeful that probably if we get the opportunities okay, i can ask my 
the government, the Sri government officials were also there. They were quite keen to actually come over and then help you. So please, Sajjad Bhai. Thank you, thank you all. <clears throat> and uh, first of all, I'm thankful to uh, I PRI. Uh, you have invited me for this wonderful session. Uh, basically, uh, if we see about this improvement of medical infrastructure uh, in rural places like Kargil, uh, they must be applied and shall not be depend on because our health system is entirely depend on the Srinagar, Jammu and uh, Delhi. <clears throat> because uh, in Kargil town itself, the health infrastructure is not good. Uh, so we cannot talk about the rural areas. What would be we can understand what would be the uh, condition uh, in the in the rural areas. If you will see that uh, Ladakh remains cut off for six months with the rest of the country and uh, our erstwhile state of Jammu and Kashmir, and uh, Kargil particularly because there is no air connectivity, there is no road connectivity for six months. So our economy is entirely health education and economy. All these three sectors are entirely dependent on Jammu and Kashmir. So <clears throat> last year when this pandemic outbreaks in Ladakh, uh, we have seen so many things like suddenly the lockdown uh, have been imposed and we have seen many people uh, employment was uh, employment rose and we have seen many people they got frustrated a kind of frustration uh, was seen there in Kargil uh, because <clears throat> we have short season for developmental activities in Ladakh and major developmental works are at halt for COVID-19 first wave. Uh, then we demanded government to give some special attention to our region uh, to pace up and uh, complete the developmental works. But still now we are very much hopeful that uh, our Honorable LG Ladakh, RK Mathur Saab has announced free vaccination for all Ladakhis. So if I say that in the COVID-19 tackle is very easy as compared to other places of uh, India. As you will see that UP, Bihar and many other places where you नाके नहीं लगा सकते बंद नहीं कर सकते लोगों का इंटर होने से लेकिन लद्दाख एक ऐसी जगह है जहां सिर्फ तीन इंट्री पॉइंट है जहां से लद्दाख इंटर किया जा सकता है वी हैव सीन वी हैव मनाली रोड वी हैव लेह एयरपोर्ट एंड जोजिला पास अगर इन तीन जगहों पे अच्छे से यहां पे स्क्रीनिंग हो टेस्ट्स हो और यहां से कोविड केसेस को अच्छे से आइडेंटिफाई करने के बाद लोगों को आने दिया जाए तो मुझे नहीं लगता है कि इस रीजन में डाइट कर्फ्यू हो या फिर लॉकडाउन की कोई आवश्यकता है दूसरी बात यह है कि हमारा चूंकि आपको बताया कि सीजन बहुत शॉर्ट है बहुत ज्यादा जो है लॉकडाउन की वजह से क्योंकि छह महीने हम नेचुरल एक लॉकडाउन में ही रहते हैं यहाँ डॉक्टर साहब एक चीज बड़ी इंटरेस्टिंग है कि जब यहाँ विंटर होता है तो यहाँ फ्रेश वेजिटेबल नहीं मिलती है और फ्रेश वेजिटेबल जब हमारे पास आती है तो हमें लाइन में लग करके फ्रेश वेजिटेबल के लिए राशन कार्ड लेकर फ्रेश वेजिटेबल खरीदना पड़ता है और उसके बाद जब हम घरों में फ्रूट लाते हैं फ्रूट 
तो हमें तीन किलो या दो किलो फ्रूट जो है वो मिल जाता है उससे ज्यादा वो अलाउ ही नहीं है क्योंकि सबको डिस्ट्रीब्यूट करना होता है तो वो एक या दो किलो जो हम हमें ऑरेंज मिलता है या बनाना मिलता है या कुछ भी मिलता है वो हम प्रसाद की तरह घर में बांट के खाते हैं तो ये कंडीशन है यहाँ की लाइवलीहुड की कंडीशन जहां तक एजुकेशन की बात है अगर आप देखेंगे यहाँ जंसकार वैली में या फिर आप हमारे लेह के चांगथांग साइड में देखेंगे बहुत रूरल एरिया से दूर दराज के इलाके हैं जहाँ एजुकेशन का भी इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर इतना मजबूत नहीं है अगर आप द्रास की तरफ देखेंगे द्रास सेकंड इनहेबिटेड प्लेस इन द वर्ल्ड जहाँ माइनस थर्टी से फोर्टी फिफ्टी तक टेम्परेचर जाता है और अगर सुरु की बात करें तो इन एरियाज में लोगों का घर से बाहर निकलना दुबर हो जाता है तो ऐसे में एजुकेशन बहुत बुरी तरह इफेक्ट होता है तो आप अब चूंकि ऑनलाइन क्लासेस का सिलसिला शुरू हुआ है इसमें बहुत सारे ऐसे एरियाज हैं जहां पे इंटरनेट कनेक्टिविटी है ही नहीं तीन तीन चार चार साल हुए हैं बहुत सारे जगहों में जो चूंकि कारगिल बॉर्डर क्षेत्र है तो यहाँ अगर आप कोई टावर भी लगाते हैं तो आपको आर्मी से परमिशन की जरूरत होती है लेकिन अभी तक परमिशन जो है वो देने से बहुत हद तक जो है लोगों को मुश्किल हो रही है परमिशन नहीं मिलता है लेकिन उसके बावजूद कुछ चीजें जो हमारे यूनियन टेरिटरी एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन ने किया है जो बहुत अच्छा उन्होंने सेटअप उठाया है वो ये है कि वैक्सीनेशन ड्राइव उन्होंने फ्री करने की का जो उन्होंने ऐलान किया है दैट इज वेरी पॉजिटिव स्टेप और मैं ये चाहता हूं कि जिस तरीके से हमने देखा है कि पास्ट में भी जो वैक्सीनेशन है उसके लिए काफी लंबा टाइम लगा आप पोलियो का देखिए और भी बहुत सारे लेकिन इस वैक्सीनेशन के लिए जरूरी है कि ज्यादा से ज्यादा और जल्दी वैक्सीनेशन ड्राइव को कंप्लीट किया जाना चाहिए और लद्दाख की मात्र तीन लाख की आबादी में वैक्सीनेशन को कंप्लीट करना बहुत आसान है और अगर एक बार जो है वो दोनों डोज वैक्सीनेशन के हुए और लोगों के अंदर मास अवेयरनेस के लिए लोगों का कॉपरेशन बहुत तेजी से यहाँ की सिविल सोसाइटीज डिमांड करके लॉकडाउन को एक्सटेंड करवाती है आप लेह के अंदर देखेंगे लद्दाख बुद्धिस्ट एसोसिएशन वहाँ की बुद्धिस्ट ऑर्गेनाइजेशन मुस्लिम ऑर्गेनाइजेशन क्रिश्चियन ऑर्गेनाइजेशन और कारगिल के अंदर भी जो रिलीजियस ऑर्गेनाइजेशन है उनका बहुत पॉजिटिव रोल रहता है कि वो किसी न किसी तरीके से जो जरूरतमंद है उन तक जिस तरह डॉक्टर साहिबा ने भी कहा कि जो जकत का कंसेप्ट है उसको किसी न किसी तरीके से लोग जो है वो अमल में लाते हैं और अभी जो कोरोना का जो काल आया बिलखसूस रमजान के मंथ में तो उससे लोगों ने बहुत हद तक जो है आगे आकर के एक दूसरे का हाथ थाम और यही वजह है कि अभी कारगिल और लेह में केसेस अगरच बहुत है लेकिन जिस हिसाब से लोगों का कॉपरेशन रहा लोगों का ताउन रहा हमारी एडमिनिस्ट्रेशन के साथ वो अपने आप में बड़ा इम्पोर्टेंट मिसाल है हम हमने देखा कि बहुत सारे बच्चे जिन्होंने इस पेंडेमिक में अपने पेरेंट्स को खोए और उनकी उनकी एजुकेशन जो है उसको इंश्योर करना बहुत ज्यादा जरूरी है हम अनएम्प्लॉयमेंट बहुत तेजी से बढ़ रहा है जॉब पैकेजेस का ज्यादा से ज्यादा उसका ऐलान होना जरूरी है और जितना जो बीपीएल बिलो पॉवर्टी लाइन फैमिलीज है उनके लिए कम से कम छह महीने का राशन पानी का इंतजाम होना जरूरी है क्योंकि जैसे मेरे से पहले टुंडुप ने भी कहा टुंडुप बहुत मेहनत कर रहा है और अपने क्षेत्र में जिस इलाके से ये काउंसलर है वहाँ काफी इनकी एक्टिविटीज काफी प्रेरणादायक है लेकिन हमने ये देखा है कि इन एरियाज में जहाँ इस वक्त टूरिज्म बिल्कुल खत्म हो चुका है टूरिज्म सेक्टर जो है बुरी तरह से मुतासर हुआ है एजुकेशन सेक्टर मुतासर हुआ है हेल्थ सेक्टर जो है वो एक क्राइसिस से जूझ रही है और जो जो दिन में कमा के खाने वाले लोग हैं उनका मामला जो है वो उसको ज्यादा से ज्यादा और बहुत जरूरी है कि उसको 
अच्छे से एड्रेस किया जाना चाहिए और लद्दाख के संदर्भ में मैं यही कहूंगा कि यहाँ वैक्सीनेशन को जल्द जल्द किया जाए ताकि लोगों को परेशानी ना हो और जिन एरियाज में जो जरूरियात है खासकर रूरल एरियाज में हेल्थ इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर जो है वो मजबूत नहीं है और हम इतनी जल्दी जो है हेल्थ इंफ्रास्ट्रक्चर को जल्दी से डेवलप भी नहीं कर पा सक, कर सकते लिहाजा वैक्सीनेशन एंड अवेयरनेस बहुत जरूरी है एजुकेशन के संदर्भ में मैं ये कहूँगा कि ये जो कनेक्टिविटी है बहुत ज्यादा एरियाज में जहाँ जहाँ नहीं है वहाँ होनी चाहिए और तीसरी बात जो है जो पुअर फैमिलीज है उन तक जो है वो हेल्प होनी चाहिए आप लोगों का बहुत बहुत शुक्रिया कि आप लोगों ने मुझे बुलाया और जो भी सवाल होगा होगा कोशिश करूंगा सर सर की बात थैंक यू बहुत शुक्रिया भाई और आपका मतलब समय देने का और वहाँ अभी मौसम कैसा है आपने खूब स्वेटर डाला है और मैं भी मतलब शिमला में हूँ ठंड है लेकिन आपका तो बहुत बुरी हालत लग रही है जी जी यहाँ थोड़ी ज्यादा ठंड है सर इस साल गर्मी ही नहीं आई गर्मी नहीं है एनीवे तो बहुत धन्यवाद आपका और आपकी जो तीन बातें मुखर होकर आई हैं जिसमें ये रिलीफ पैकेजेस की बात आई थिंक ये बहुत महत्वपूर्ण है सो अर्जुन आई थिंक वी आर नाउ एग्जॉस्टेड मुझे काफी देर भी हुई आने में तो मैं उसके लिए नहीं हिमाचल health like uh, my my i mean the cardiologist who in fact summed up he just blasted my health system so we are a far better health system than uh, many of uh, our neighboring states uh, why i mean why i am finding in those voices i mean i mean I'm, i don't want to provoke anyone but the point is that you know actually we've lost people i mean what dr jena was saying we've lost thousands not really 4000 people it's a big number how can we digest that or maybe is it that uh, kashmir has become accustomed to you know i remember one of my actually uh, uh, alma mater professor pratap bhanu mehta writing long long ago he said you know it's it's indianization of kashmir slowly we'll have kashmirization of india so i don't know what is what is this happening but this is something that i never thought that will happen but anyway uh, i mean I'm, if that is the objectivity then fine i mean this is the objectivity that is how Uh, realize but uh, tell me dr sahir i mean i come to you and then of course dr sajad pardon to, to dr jena and of course sajad bhai uh, i mean you know we have seen this i mean i've been actually uh, lots a uh, lot many uh, your elected uh, people from uh, from the 
uh, from the, oh, I think it's called the DDC, the District Development Council. They've been visiting Delhi because I moved to Delhi now and complaining about, you know, the mess that is their ration. And so all, the, all that compound, uh, compounded this whole issue. So, uh, and of course, the Apple economy I mean, is completely devastated. Couldn't reach the so how I mean, what is it? I mean, what is it, Dr. Seher? So I think um, it's also contextualize it a bit. Uh, it's not that we are more used to death or, you know, for us, death is normalized. I think now, fundamentally, I, I can speak for Kashmir Valley, fundamentally, and, and Kargil also, um, there is in August 2019, a body blow was delivered to us. So it's like cutting somebody's head off and then asking them, why aren't you asking for this? And why are you not asking for that? So, um, you know, the whole um, severance of the link between people and government was ironically started by the government and is now so uh, all pervasive that uh, the person on the ground really doesn't see the point even going to his, uh, you know, local representative. And I'm not speaking for uh, Kargil and, and Ladakh here, uh, but I'm just speaking again for Kashmir Valley. Uh, people really don't even, you know, connect with their DDC members, with their counselors, because there's this idea of, you know, we were murdered and now you are like siding with the people who murdered us. Uh, one is that. Second, I think uh, over time, uh, what happened because of the internet ban was that a lot was going on at the time. There were like lots of protests, a lot of speaking out, lots of complaints. Uh, that was still, you know, the, the old system, the shards were there. So people to people, the, the connection was happening. People were trying to get people to raise the concerns. They were asking officials to raise the concerns. They were asking uh, local leaders to raise their concerns, especially political leaders. And that didn't happen, uh, you know, because of the clampdown, the arrests and the a total ban on the internet. So um, over time, I think uh, we have in Kashmir channeled our energies not to ask, uh, you know, the government for help uh, because now there's not just earlier there was distrust. Now there is absolutely no relationship, I would say. And, and we have kind of become more inward looking. We are looking at our own resources and we are seeing what we can mobilize and help our own people. So I think it's that rather than anything else. I think, yeah, I think you have very aptly answered what, um, what, I mean, what my concern and people like me, um, their concerns would have been. After. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Dr. Sayer. So Arjun, I think we should go for a last round. Yes, sir, of so, course. There are a <laughs> few questions to address to Dr. Seher. So I would like uh, Simi to uh, point those questions to Dr. Seher, and then probably I can ask uh, the others to just uh, uh, speak for the last two or three minutes. I mean, how do they? I mean, uh, I mean, how how do they really think about? Yes, um, you know, if I can disturb, like somebody asks my first question to me, I think you will see the chat. Like some first question somebody asks to me in some anonymous name. Wait, wait, Dr. Prabhita. I mean, uh, Dr. Pavitra. Wait, uh, let, let's see me uh, do that. I mean. And if there's a question yeah. to you, we'll surely come back to you. Yes. So one Dr. of the questions, yes. So one of the questions, uh, Dr. Seher has already responded on the chat box itself. Uh, and uh, one question is that um, 
is from your presentation, I am heartbroken uh, for the people to know how helpless the government is at the moment. Dr. Seher, in your opinion, how quickly can the situation be minimized and what is the survival rate on a monthly basis? Uh, this is a question to ma'am. Uh, and ma'am has also responded. I think we need to wait yes. for a year. So I just want to like add to it. You know, when we look at things like infection rates, uh, when we look at disease spread, when we look at uh, the multiplier effect, we have to realize that, uh, you know, uh, like uh, my colleague from uh, Jammu, Dr. Pa uh, Dr. Pavitra, he also said that you have to look at not just regional variations, but, uh, you know, micro regional variations. So if you look at uh, the, the second wave that, that we are now in the middle of, Maharashtra got into it a lot faster and came out a lot faster. Um, similarly, if you look at Jammu and Kashmir right now, we are in somewhere in, uh, you know, 50% uh, in uh, as a whole state. But if you look at uh, how the urban areas got affected first, uh, Jammu and Srinagar, then how, uh, you know, you had the caseload increasing in the established towns uh, like, uh, you know, Baramulla, like Anantnag. Uh, so, so that is again a pattern. And now we are seeing even in the, uh, you know, uh, the tier one kind of, uh, if, we, if we can call them that, towns uh, and the peri-urban areas, uh, the densely populated, there it is starting to stabilize. But now what you will see is the spread, um, exponential spread in the actual uh, village areas. And uh, that will be a problem because the hospitals are already full uh, from the uh, peri-urban and uh, urban mm -hmm. areas themselves. So I think we need to be careful at uh, giving blanket figures. Am I? I'll stop here. Can you hear us, Tikender sir? No. Pavitra sir, why don't you go on? You, yeah. you saw. So, yes, somebody is asking that I lost her. Some uh, like uh, some uh, relatives were talking about the vaccination rate, but that what I was telling that is empirical facts that when you take the first dose, that there is a chance of 0.03% infection is there. And I'm, I'm not telling that people are not dying because also the vaccination, all the vaccination, they are not telling it is 100% efficient and like 100% that probability that it will not. So like different, like Covishield is claiming the percentage is different. Covaxin is claiming percentage is different. Madonna is claiming the percentage is, uh, is different. But my, what I told that overall after taking vaccines, so like even if like will affected that severity of effect, uh, that, uh, that infection will be actually load down. So what will happen in the future that burden on like medical infrastructure will actually buy will come down. What I was talking that Dr. Seher was telling that now the medicals are full. Uh, like it is that there is no bed in the medical. And that is that is how, why is happening? Because there is a two angles that some people who are very influential people who actually in the, they don't need at the hospital, but they are going and they have money and they are enrolled in the private hospitals. So they are there in that, uh, like in the, that private, uh, uh, Kevin, like I will give one very good example. I am here 
I'm based in here that uh, there is one hospital is the Narayan hospital, which is owned by corporate like, uh, like uh, Narayan, uh, uh, Narayan hospital. Where the, what is happening that they are taking all people who they have a huge money and they can afford it. And people really, they don't need it. And people, the poor people who are dying and they need oxygen and they need actually hospital lessons. So they are not getting the bed. The people who are like, like these people and they can afford and they're getting the bed. And ultimately, people who are supposed to like need that the urgent medical attention, they are not getting the bed. So the, what happened ultimately, this, that, that poor people, they are dying. Huh. So if the like rich people and the like oh, educated people, they will understand that like I don't need that uh, that hospital lesson now. And somebody who will like better like need that he should like uh, need it. That like like if I can cite one story that is I was reading a newspaper. Somebody like old man of the seventy, he gave his own oxygen because some young people are suffering. He told no no. I don't need that young chap is need and ultimately that old man died and that the young survived. So that is the humanity is coming around that old man understand that the like, like I am the like latter stage of my life and the young chap if he will survive. So he's like future of the country. So that type of humanity, that type of sacrifice should come. And if will be, so that, that is my point. I want to uh, like see, uh, uh, like, uh, like ignite that. So, so so th this is the way I can respond. Okay, thank you. So I think one of the reasons, I don't know, Dr. Jena, I think we have to substantiate that uh, story also because probably that was contested, that old man's story. Anyway, I don't want to contest that now. <laughs> yeah, so, but I think one of the reasons why uh, there could be a death, high death rate uh, in, uh, in JNK is that people respond quite late by that time the virus has already infected them badly and this is what we have witnessed yeah. even in himachal because my wife happens to be she was heading the covid uh, unit here she's a heart surgeon and we had pulled in all our resources and they could even uh, survive one uh, woman who's 102 years old so i mean that also those stories also we are witnessing but i think one of the generalizations that we have found especially in the mountain states where uh, where the patients reach quite late the hospitals by that time actually the damage has been badly done so i don't know i mean we need to just substantiate it through our, our data. I, I wish somebody would do that so uh, dr sajad Pada, i think over to you because uh, what are your final comments the last three minutes because you've heard you've spoken you've spoken very eloquently about you know the work that is being done by asha workers uh, but you know where are the gaps and what are those gaps and uh, I can understand, I mean, the kind of situation you all are in. I can just understand. I can't even feel that because I know it's, it's really a different. I mean, uh, I'm, since I, I, and as I narrated that I visit Kashmir every year because I have that, those bonds. So uh, beyond that, I don't think I have words to, to, to really share. But yeah, I mean, how do you, how do you really understand this? Okay. First of all, it is quite heartening to listen Pratapanu Mehta's name from you because he's kind of one of my inspirations in political science field. Secondly, I fully agree with you that why there is more mortality rate. I think two reasons are responsible. One is that people tend to not expose themselves are not to 
get tested or vaccinated on time. One of our relatives died because he had a heart ailment. And also he tested positive, but they didn't report to kind of to the concerned health experts until his situation deteriorated. And at the last stage, they went to hospital, admitted him there, but he ultimately lost fight to this virus. So of course, this hesitancy, skepticism contributes to more mortality rates. And secondly, if I'm not kind of sounding nihilistic or kind of skeptic myself, there was a kind of inquiry committee government was envisaging that we will set up an inquiry committee to look into why mortality rate is more. Because there are at least one case I know, doctors declared a female from our village dead because of COVID. But we know that she was a patient for some years, for last three, four years. So even her family members said that she died because of C, not because of COVID, but doctors still declared her a case of COVID death. So even government is thinking about looking into are these fact, I mean, numbers factual or there is some kind of discrepancy code when these numbers are recorded? <clears throat> and secondly, sir, you talked about Apple industry. Of course, uh, it is one of the main sectors of our economy and growing very rapidly when agricultural land is being converted to horticulture sector. But I vividly remember last year as well that there was no major disruption in supply of apples from Kashmir Valley to other parts of the country, except for two or three incidents I could remember from Shupian district that has a volatile oil order situation that some trucks were burned. Even probably one driver was killed. But largely from other parts of Kashmir, there was smooth supply of apples to other parts of the country. Of course, at the later stage of season, there was slump in prices of apples, but that was largely to do with large government government of India policy because they encouraged import of apples from USA and China. So that happened with our <coughs> walnut industry as well. Once you encourage or you reduce tariffs of commodities from other countries, of course your domestic industry will suffer. And thirdly, I completely agree with Sahirman. I mean, there is no kind of disagreement with the centralization process uh, and role of civil society, role of NGOs. I mean, th that should happen and that must be encouraged. And I fully agree with her that the tendency of some of the uh, sections in the bureaucracy has been to channelize all sorts of COVID-related efforts through one agency. So that's not desirable in, in, a, in an ideal democratic setup. Thank you from my side. Thank you, uh, Dr. Sajjad. And uh, uh, I think final words, Dr. Uh, Jena, you want to add something more to your uh, presentation? And then I'll no, finally no. go to, uh, is Sajjad Bhai there? Because Sajjad Bhai also needs to speak. Yeah, yes, Sajjad. Sajjad Bhai, Dr. J let Jonas, uh, let Dr. Okay. Jena speak. And then, uh, like, like I just were like just just wondering to know that even if like even if the cases are high in Jan case, so when I just go outside, people don't actually 
adhere to that uh, this covid appropriate behavior that is also another reason why that that uh, high cases like uh, like maternal like uh, death rate is increasing because that somehow that awareness is is not reached uh, is reached to the like rural people and the poor people that is another reason what I, I think i let i should add to that that is also very well, very good contributor i for this situation in janike Right. And uh, uh, Seher, ma'am, you'll just find up the entire thing. Yeah. Sajad Bhai. Sajad Bhai, go first. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. I have to say, sir, as you know, we are already in natural isolation. Because, as I have told you, because we are in cut off from the world for six months. If these two, three places, uh, the entry points for uh, of Ladakh, if these uh, uh, sports are being monitored uh, carefully, then I don't think there, there will be any kind of you know spike of COVID cases in Ladakh. But uh, still, uh, there is a need to improve the infrastructure, health infrastructure in Ladakh, because in Kargil town and Leh town, uh, as I told you, still there is no uh, super specialty hospital in Ladakh. We are still uh, bound to go to Srinagar, Delhi or Jammu, particularly Valley. <clears throat> in these times, because of lockdown, many people, they suffer a lot due to, uh, you know, because there are, uh, earlier there was a single administration, uh, but now this time we have to take permission from two different administrations. Uh, First one from Ladakh administration and another from Jammu Kashmir administration. So it's not uh, easy for uh, an ordinary person to go and uh, for medical treatment to Srinagar now. So there is a need to take care of these two, three things because uh, uh, if government will improve <coughs> health infrastructure in Ladakh, if uh, these two, three entry spots uh, would be monitored. Uh, and the third one, if government will provide uh, relief package for the BPL people and the fourth one for the students if government provide uh, communication, telecommunication in the rural areas, then I don't think that uh, uh, there will be any, uh, you know, high crisis <coughs> of COVID cases in Ladakh because people are uh, already very much uh, cooperative uh, to tackle COVID uh, pandemic in Ladakh. Thank you, sir. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, Sujata. Yeah, yeah. And I wish we could uh, just come to Kargil again. Let's hope. Definitely. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You all are welcome. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Sahar, ma'am, and then I'll just uh, say a few words. So I just want to like uh, share screen, if I can just beg some indulgence. Um, just to go over some statistics. Uh, is this visible? Yeah, it's visible. So I think one of the things that I... Uh, find, you know, that my pet peeve is when Jammu and Kashmir is represented through census figures that are 10 years old, when there are other uh, much more uh, up-to-date figures, including the National Family Health Survey of 2016. So if we look at it, you know, the average out-of-pocket per delivery uh, expenditure is uh, higher for Jammu and Kashmir than it is for uh, the rest of India on average. If we look at the fully immunized children, for us, we are over 75%. Now this figure would even be over 80%. And uh, you know, uh, the rest of India, the average figure is 62. Yeah. Um, even for literacy, 
you know, uh, we are now kind of slightly ahead, uh, even in terms of women who are literate and men who are literate. These are all NFHS figures. Um, and if we come to, uh, I just want your attention for uh, this one, the nutrition figures. So body mass index, there's no comparison. You know, we are half of uh, the Indian average rates. Uh, anemia, uh, which is a, another malnutrition indicator, uh, you know, stunting, uh, you know, all of us, we lead on that. And life expectancy uh, is, you know, uh, much higher for us than the rest of the country. So I think, uh, you know, the low death rates on average for the whole state are because of this legacy of investment in public health uh, that has produced indicators that are, uh, you know, much better than national averages. Having said that, you know, there have been medical studies that have linked, uh, you know, death rates directly to BCG coverage. Um, and, and there are two uh, French uh, doctors who have done a lot of good work on this. Um, if we look at the level of BCG coverage, it tends to be lower in, in, in Jammu, especially Punch Rajori, uh, Katua, uh, that side, rather than the valley, which is smaller and easier to vaccinate, right? So it could, uh, if, if we link those two and there is a correlation there found medically, then, uh, you know, there is uh, something to be said for that. Um, and again, like, uh, um, you know, uh, Mr. Singh said that um, late reporting, uh, late case identification, late hospitalization is also, uh, you know, uh, for hard to reach areas, it's also a factor. So I think when we talk about death rates, uh, we need to be careful that the death rate, even in, uh, you know, a, a very, very far off area in Rajori, is not the same death rate as you are getting in urban Gujarat right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah true. Definitely. So, so definitely uh, we need to, uh, you know, look at how this proves. The only point this proves is that a huge investment in public infrastructure, public health infrastructure, like Sajad Bhai said, in all parts of the Union territories of Jammu, Kashmir, and Ladakh is the way to go forward. There's absolutely nothing else that's going to help. So I'll stop. Well, thank you, Dr. Seher, Dr. Sajad, uh, Dr. Pavitra Kar, uh, Jena, uh, and of course, our team in, uh, in IMPRI. Uh, there is two things that I want to add, and uh, not add, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe uh, let me make those uh, sweeping generalizations. Uh, and that I draw from uh, the sheer experience of uh, uh, serving a city for five years, being the directly elected deputy mayor of Simla, and of course, being part of the larger democratic movement of which I was uh, very active uh, right from my university days till now. The first thing that happens to be, and I think that's a lesson for all of us, uh, for those who are not from JNK and Ladakh, is that there is no alternative to public spending actually. And actually public spending, uh, which was layered over land reforms. And this is what we have witnessed and uh, witnessed in uh, in Jammu and Kashmir, and of course in Himachal Pradesh. And uh, uh, I mean, two names that, uh, though I'm not really very fond of naming, but two names I think that come to my mind, maybe uh, Abdullah Saab in, in in JNK and Dr. Vais Parmar in Himachal Pradesh. Instrumental, I mean, they fought against the tide, uh, fought against the feudal lords, and actually enacted those land reforms. What those land reform acts did, I mean, 
I don't have to explain here, probably people realize, I mean, empowering the people economically and actually allowing them to have asset. On that, the catalyst of governance, what uh, Seher, uh, Dr. Seher and Dr. Sajjad were pointing out is the catalyst of governance, the catalyst of uh, you know, massive public spending, which we have witnessed both in JNK and in Himachal Pradesh. Um, I mean, you name the corner and you'll find the health center and you'll find the, the education center there. I think that's, a, uh, that's something uh, very important for us. So, so there is no, there can be no alternative to that. I think that's a lesson what, I mean, we don't have to really go to Spain and understand, you know, when they are demanding nationalization of the health services, it is quite uh, uh, inherently prevalent here, the kind of, uh, uh, Privilege. I mean, what Dr. Chena was also pointing out. I mean, that that is not that is not going to lead us to the SDGs, to the sustainability of the system. No way are we going to go closer to that. I think that's one of the profound uh, things that we we learn through the praxi. I mean, the praxi that we um, second thing, uh, and that is uh, uh, um, uh, to me, I think again, that's a generalization that I want to make, is that the, those resilient structures, those resilient structures which you have inherited since ages. Maybe those resident structures uh, maybe term, you know, in the modern sense, exploitative. I can understand, you know, but those resident structures have existed over the time. So with the kind of centralization that we're witnessing, we are breaking them, not democratizing them, not, not you know, uh, decentralizing or democratizing. That's, that's my take. I mean, that's what we are witnessing even in Himachal Pradesh. And I think that that would, I mean, uh, what Dr. Sajjad was saying, that's a kind of disruption. We don't know what is going to happen, actually. So that's a scary disruption that we are witnessing. I mean, we are breaking our structures. Uh, to me, I don't think those, that disruption is for the good. Uh, I mean, because we have those community level, you know, participatory, like what you pointed out, I, if I could zakat system, or, you know, all those systems. I mean, we've lived for ages, no? For centuries together. It's not that... Uh, we created those. So now if, if that those structures are like, I don't say that they are being hit, but I mean, if, if, if we lose them or the kind of, uh, the only thing is, I, I, I think we need to democratize them more with, with, the, with, the, with the modern democratic system. And if that is not ha happening, I think that's, that's, the, that's the worst fear I have. And uh, I wish Dr. Sayer, I mean, that uh, your, uh, uh, Did we lose, sir? Yeah, I think we lost her. Okay. Nevertheless, Simi, would you like to now quickly propose a vote of thanks? I will check with the Kandar, sir. Just before the vote of thanks, uh, Dr. Kumar, if you could please share the uh, email addresses and contact details of all the panelists. Some of the I panelists, know, but there's some I really want to reach out across, in especially Karkel and Le. So that would okay. be really helpful. Thank right. you. Joint email we have sent. We will again send with all the links and all. Thank you. I will also share on phone. No problem. Simi, over to you. Thank you, everyone. And uh, <clears throat> I take this opportunity to formally propose the vote of thanks. This has been a very, very enriching and straight from the heart discussion. I must say all the panelists, uh, you've spoken uh, from straight from your heart and uh, the 
actual realities uh, that are prevailing and uh, so much to learn for all of us and for all of us who will be watching uh, later on YouTube, on Facebook, and uh, all those who participated. I'm sure you agree with me with the uh, kind of interactive uh, session that we had was very en enriching. So thank you so much. And uh, I, on behalf of the Center for Habitat, Urban and Regional Studies at IMPI, Impact and Policy Research Institute, I uh, thank all of you, dear uh, respected panelists, uh, for um, sparing time from your schedules and uh, joining us for a discussion on this very important theme. And I would especially like to thank our uh, panelists, Mr. Sajad Kargili, uh, Mr. Tundrup Nurbu, um, and uh, Dr. Pabitra Jena sir, uh, Dr. Sajad Padir, uh, Dr. Seher Iqbal, uh, for, for your time and for your uh, inputs, very, very important. And most of all, our moderator for the session, Mr. Tikender Singh Pawar. I would also like to thank our uh, presentation team from IMPRI and uh, uh, Dr. Arjun, uh, Ms. Ritika, um, uh, Assistant Director of IMPRI, and uh, for leading this uh, discussion uh, successfully. Thank you so much. Thank you. I wish you all a very good day and please stay safe. Thank you, Dr. Singh, and thank, thank you all for your patience time.